everybody and welcome to the Mondays with Millie podcast. My name's Phil and today is the second part of a recent chat I had with Millie and we'll be talking about her beautiful sister-in-law Irene who passed away recently. Um, Millie has some really wonderful family stories to share with us and don't forget to join us on the Mondays with Millie Facebook page. Let's give her a call. Hello, how are you? I'm okay, I'm okay, yeah, fine, yeah. Lovely Just to fine. see you. Yeah, you can see me, can you? I can't tell whether I'm on the screen or not, yes. No, I can see you fine, I can see right. you fine, yeah. yeah. Is everybody okay there? Well, everyone's okay here, absolutely they are, they're all doing well. Um, you've had a bit of a tough week, haven't you? Yes, yes, well, but a, t- a uh, tough couple of weeks. Yes, but um, yesterday, of course, was Irene's funeral. Hmm. Uh, you know, my sister-in-law, and it was a beautiful service. And um, her her, fr- uh, her great niece Ka- uh, Karen and her two friends. One of them was her executor Peter. Um, they. Uh, you know, they they arranged the funeral, and it really was a beautiful service. And this is Terry's wife. Terry's wife, yes. Mm, mm. And Peter and his wife came to see me. Well, they came twice. They came to see me to because they hadn't got. Uh, you see, Peter had only known her through the spiritual association, mm. and he hadn't got details of her earlier life. So he came to see me and asked if I could help. So I just told them everything I knew about Irene and her earlier life with Terry. He made some notes and he he did a, a beautiful eulogy. His wife read the eulogy out and uh, they're going to give me a copy so that I can show it to Paul and uh, and Kirsten, you mm, know. Mm, lovely. It, it, was lo- it was a lovely service, yeah. And then we went to the Red Line afterwards for a meal. And, um, yeah, there was quite a lot of her relatives there after all. Her daughter wasn't there, of course, mm. or her granddaughter. Mm. But uh, everybody else was there. Yeah, nice. It was. So it was, uh, good, there was, it was a good send-off. It, it was. Um, of course, Chris and Jill came over 
and then and they took me uh, and then um, uh, my nephew Michael and his wife were there and his sister Adrian and his daughter Mandy and my granddaughter Tamar and Tamar's mother Liz uh, so that was the family contingent and then um, Karen and her father came over Bob, I hadn't seen him for quite a while. He's getting on now, but they came over from Morecambe. Mm. And so there was quite a lot of relatives there, which was very nice. Mm. Not just her friends from the spiritual uh, spiritual church, you know. Mm. Sure. Um, yeah, uh, she hadn't been well for quite a while, had she? She'd, she'd been battling yes. for a while, hadn't she? Yes. Well, they, they, they put her on an end of life. Uh, thing for um, oh about eighteen months ago, said she was only going to last a few days, you know, but she battled on. Mm, she did, she did. Yeah, she was quite a character, really. Mm. You you had a really good relationship with Irene, didn't you, all the way through? Oh yes, I did. From the day I first met her. Yes. Well, you know, um, Terry and Irene worked for the ICI at Bernays, but they never met each other there. And then they both went down to London uh, for the to Welling Garden City for the annual games that they used to have. And they were both competitors. And that's where he met her. And when he came home after that weekend, I said, uh, well, you know, did you, did, you, did you win? He said, no. <laughs> I said, well, did you enjoy yourself? He went, yes. I said, well, tell me about it. He went, I met the girl I'm going to marry. <laughs> <laughs> and I went, what? <laughs> well, what is she like? He said, she's lovely. I said, well, I know, but what does she look like? I said, what first attracted you? And he said, she's got great legs. <laughs> <laughs> Because she was running, you see, in shorts, you know. Mm. Oh. And they were married within the year. Mm. Oh, that's beautiful, isn't it? Mm. How yes. old How old were they both? Well, it was just after her 22nd birthday they got married. Mm. And he was 20. He would, he'd, be, he'd actually be 25. They did say 24, but he would have been 25 then, yeah. Mm. 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 And, um, yeah. So how old was she, Irene, when she She was died? 95. She was 92. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty good. And, of it? course, Terry died in 2009. Mm. 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 Yeah, it's, but, a long, it's a long, long, happy life together, isn't it, really? It, well, well yeah, it was between the two of them. But, you know, um, six months, well, not six months, no. They lived, we all lived together for the first five years in a big house in Prezor. My father bought this house to accommodate all of us, you see. And um, they came to live with us too. They'd lived with her mother for a very short time, a few weeks. And they came down to see us one night. And uh, they used to come every Friday. He had a motorbike. And they stayed and stayed and stayed. And in the end, Dad said, well, I don't know about you lot. I'm going to bed. I'm tired. And Irene burst into tears. And he said, whatever's the matter? And she said, could we stay the night because we've had an awful big row with my mother? 
Her father was alive then, of course. So um, he said, well, yes, of course you can. Uh, and apparently, Irene had to hand her pay packet over unopened to her mother. And she still had to do that, expected to do that after she was married. Oh, what? But not only that, she then wanted Terry to do the same. And he said, no way. <laughs> I mean, we, we never had to hand our pay packets over to my father. Never, ever, you know. And um, he said, we can't save up for a house if we're doing this. So they had this round. Of course, they came and stayed with us. So we were just there a few weeks, squashed in this small house, you know. Uh, my dad went out and bought a bed settee the following day and said, well, this is my bed in future. Anyway, as I say, after after a few weeks, he saw this house he was he was visiting somebody in his his the job he had you know and this chap was an inventor and he'd gone he'd gone bust he he he'd, uh, you know he 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 was they uh, he had a mortgage and the bank were uh, uh, told him he had to sell the house so uh, my father went to visit him because he was he was asking for assistance you see um so uh that's how he found out the house was for sale. So anyway, the top and bottom it was, he bought the house. Um, we shared, he put it in all our names. This is the Prezol house. Yes, the mm. Prezol house. And we stayed there together for five years. And then at the end of five years, I'd met John again, you see. Hadn't seen him for a long, long time. And uh, my father always liked John. So he, he, he did a bit of... Um, Maneuvering in a way, he, John lived in Blackpool and didn't have a car, and I lived well, about eighteen miles away, in the country. So we only saw each other at weekends, and my dad said it's time we you all had your own places now. So I'm going to sell this house, and I shall share it between the three of you, Terry, Doreen, and Dorothy, uh, and that will be your deposit for your own homes. Well, of course, I wasn't married then, so I, I was divorced. So in those days, a single woman couldn't ha get a mortgage. Yeah, I remember you saying. So, yeah. yeah, so my father had to sign as a guarantor. And uh, and that's what happened. And they bought, Irene and Terry bought uh, a bungalow uh, in Thornton. And they'd only been there a few weeks when the family doctor came round and told them that her mother, her father had died, you see. Uh, and they said, you know, your mother, uh, her heart won't last long. In fact, she's got six months to live at the most. So Irene, they took her into their home. Uh, Irene gave up her job. She was, By that time, she had a good job. She was a secretary. and um, And that was that. Well, she didn't live six months. She lived 40 years with them. <laughs> she was 104 when she died. Oh, boy. And, of course, in the meantime, after they'd been married 11 years, Irene had a, a baby. She only ever had one. That was Melanie. Uh, and, of course, Grandma was jealous of Melanie. Melanie was jealous of Grandma. And poor Irene and Terry were 
stuck in the middle. Oh, my goodness. Wow. <laughs> so it was a happy marriage, but uh, sometimes the atmosphere wasn't very good. <laughs> Do you think they were th that circumstance brought them closer together? Because they had to deal with it, or do you think it was a well, yes. tension? Well, I suppose there was tension at times. I think there was tension when um, Terry had a he had a series of jobs, and they got better and better all the time. And he, he worked for this firm where he had an unlimited expense account, and he used to have have to um, entertain. Uh, business people they used to come to the Midland Hotel in Manchester and they'd have meetings and he could have taken Irene with him to dinner and, it, and because some of them brought the wives you see and she never got to go anywhere because grandma wouldn't babysit oh. and of course they didn't live anywhere near us then they lived in Tottington and um, she wouldn't even allow a young woman who lived, in fact, Christopher said the other day, oh, I remember that girl, and he told me her name, and she lived in the row of cottages, because, of course, Christopher, as a six-year-old, used to visit them, you see, and uh, she was a teenager, and she would have come and babysat, but Grandma wouldn't have her in the house. She wouldn't have anyone there babysitting. So Irene never got to go anywhere. So, hang on, hang on. So... <laughs> Irene's mother lived with them, but wouldn't yes. babysit her own granddaughter, and she yes. and she wouldn't allow anyone else to come and babysit her. No, that's it, Melanie. No. Yeah. Mm. What? Yeah. What a horrible so person! So I would never <laughs> go anywhere. Oh my goodness, that is yeah. that's taking um, manipulation <laughs> and control to a new level, isn't it? But, oh. You wouldn't believe it. For 40 years. Wouldn't oh, my want, gosh. I wouldn't want to tell you all some of the things she did. I mean, that's that's in the past. It's gone. Well, you know? it's interesting, but, isn't it, though? Because yeah. as you've said many times over the, the different episodes that people often had their, their parents and things living with them, but, gee, you could be... You could be lucky and have someone like your dad, or you could be yes. <laughs> someone at the other end of the scale. And when yes. when you lose your parent, a parent yeah. who's treated you like that, it must be give yeah. you very mixed emotions. Because yeah. when Irene's mother died, she would have felt very mixed. She almost would have felt relief in some ways, wouldn't she? Well, yes, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, she, <laughs> I, I, I want when Irene got interested. Eventually, when they moved back to Blackpool, uh, years later, and Irene was introduced to this lady who was a spiritualist, and she became very interested, and that's how she started. Uh, Irene became quite high up, actually, in the spiritual movement, and um, she, uh, she was going out quite a lot in the evenings. And I said to Terry, um, is it all, do you feel all right about this? You know, I... Are you okay with her doing this, you know, going out so much? And he went, good grief, yes, of course I do. This is what keeps her sane. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. It was a break. It was a break from her mother, you see. He said, and I don't mind that she doesn't talk to me. Uh, you know, she hasn't talked to me for years. She's lived in his house. He kept her financially. He didn't have to hand anything over from a pension. 
except she bought her own bottle of whiskey every week. Oh my so, gosh. Yeah. True. And he said, and she she won't speak to me, hasn't spoken to me for years. So, you know, it's no, it's no skin off my nose. Oh my <laughs> she goodness. Just to talk. So she drank. Can you imagine? She had a dodgy ticker, which lasted yes. her another 40 years, and she used to drink yeah. a bottle of whiskey yeah. every week. Yes, she was 104 when she died. Mm. Oh, I think science is rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> these new, these uh, dietitians and nutritionists know nothing, I tell you. I that's... said once, did she pay the doctor to tell you that big lie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it must have, must have. Oh, yeah. if, you know, you can only yeah. laugh, but gee. We can laugh, yes, yeah. we can laugh. So did these stories, any of these stories come up in her eulogy yesterday? Oh, well, oh well, only the fact that she came to live with them for 40 years. That's all. Nothing else, of course. I mean, there are things you can't say. Oh, yeah, well, of course, <laughs> of course. But, you yeah, know, yeah. it depends whether there's you put a, but, a dash of humour in there, but, you know. But, you know, you might say, well, why did she not talk to Terry? Well, I'll tell you why. Because he turned on her only once. And that was when he wanted to take Irene to a really big, a big do, you know. And uh, she wouldn't babysit. And she wouldn't allow my father to go up to Tottington to babysit. He offered to do that. And she wouldn't allow that. So, of course, uh, and Terry would have to entertain these people at the middle of the hotel. Well, he can't say to them, uh, and this was about... Oh, I would think it would be a good hour's drive away from where he lived, probably a bit more. So you can't say to people that are worth a lot of money to your firm that, uh, well, sorry, I've got to leave you now. I've got to go home because uh, I'm on a curfew, you know. Mm. Yeah. And, of course, he would arrive home after midnight many a time. And it turned out she was telling Irene that, well, he's got another woman. Where is he until this time of night? You know, planting those seeds. Oh my he, gosh. he 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 goes out dressed up, doesn't he? <laughs> you know, he's got another woman. Bearing in mind, he couldn't afford another woman because <laughs> <laughs> no, he was keeping. He was the only wage coming in, and he was keeping her. Mm. But and so, of course, Terry then did tell her off good and proper you know uh, if she ever said anything like that again and from that day on she never spoke to him <laughs> best, best, best thing that could have happened to him well that's what he said <laughs> oh my gosh you yeah know, it, it makes me um appreciate our, our <laughs> friendship and our relationship yours and mine all the more when i hear a story like that the thing is, Terry was exactly like my father, you see, a very, you could say, placid man, you know, and he always saw the best in everybody, all except all except um, Grandma Howard, of course. <laughs> uh, so he sort of, he let it go over his head, you know, the insults and that mm. sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Of course. <laughs> he yeah. could, they lived in a house big enough for him to walk away. <laughs> oh, Ignore go us. Thank goodness. My goodness. Yes. Goodness, yeah. Mind you, they always filled the hot water bottles and her flask at night. She liked to have a a, a a flask of hot tea next to her bed at night and two hot water bottles. He always did that for her, you know. Yeah. 
<laughs> and and she she um oh well you know I can only get guess that how um how she showed any appreciation probably very little but you know amazing isn't it really you give you open your home for someone like that well uh, well I know on the way home yesterday we were laughing about it in a way and um, Terry uh, and Chris said well you're not coming to live with us mother <laughs> and I said what makes you think I'd want to yeah, yes <laughs> want to live with any of you <laughs> no it's it's not natural is it it's not no, a natural it isn't. thing no i mean my dad was an exception because you know from the age of 12 he and i were very close and he was always there for me whatever i wanted to do he'd support me he'd always help me i would i'd always got my babysitter there mm. he even washed my baby's nappies for me <laughs> oh really what a man you know. Yeah, he went well. When Paul was born, I I got eczema on my hands because uh, I don't know if you've heard of. I don't think it's going now. Something called Tide, T I D E, and it was a washing powder supposed to be suitable for nappies and woolens and everything. And they put a free sample, a small carton, through my door, and I'd only just uh, had Paul. You see, Paul, it was a few days after Paul was born, so I thought, oh, I'll. I'll use this well the nappies survived were fine but my hands broke out and it took six months for my hands to heal oh really that was, so, was so alkaline couldn't put them in water and so my dad took over the nappy washing and 10 years later when christopher was born <laughs> he automatically started washing nappies and i said uh, he, re he retired you know he retired the same Within a month of, of uh, Christopher being born, he gave his notice and he retired. And I said, what are you doing? He said, I'm washing the nappies. I said, you don't have to do that. He said, this is my job. <laughs> <laughs> he was very proud of the nappies that were nice and fluffy and everything. Yeah. <laughs> did, did, did he continue to buy that product and you didn't? No, 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 no. No, we ne I never bought any. That was the free sample that oh, did me I see, in. <laughs> right. Mm. Yeah. Know. Had a, an allergic reaction to it or something. Yes, absolutely. Mm. Yes, I'm always a bit uh, wary about new products, you know. Uh, I stick to fairy. <laughs> well, isn't it funny? After all, uh, all those years ago, you still have that, you're still mindful of things like that. About oh, gosh. new products. Mm. Oh. Does it stem, yeah. stem from that experience that you had? Yes. Oh, yes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Yeah. Edelweiss, Every morning you meet me. Small.
small